welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. It's such a such a beautiful stage today and uh, it's such epic climbs and yeah I'm just over the moon to get the win take us through the last few hundred meters yeah I knew uh, I knew Taylor was going to ride all the way to the line to try to get as much uh, time as he could and yeah the, I was told to sit on him and not do any any work which I did because I knew Wilco was most likely going into the jersey so yeah and I saw the opportunity to take the stage and I took it Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we start and talk about everything Jai and the Giro, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, uh, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. You were excited as a kid, as people have said, uh, by uh, the win yesterday by Ben O'Connor. Uh, yep. Scale of 1 to 10, how excited uh, are you today? 11 and a half, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's... You know, we've broken the glass ceiling, haven't we? Um, Absolutely. 17th win yesterday, uh, two days ago, with Ben, as you said, on the 17th stage. We've just got to keep the trend going. 18th stage, 18th Australian winner. But it was what it delivered. The Stelvio always delivers. It's this incredible mountain, 2,700 metres. And how different was it, by the way? just with the amount of snow. We get snow in yeah, May, yeah. but this was snow that is settling now for the next six months. You could see it was, stupidly, I'm going to say, cold snow. Like you could see it was... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty it was not, it was, <laughs> But like it was not like end of winter snow. It was beginning of winter snow. Well, Absolutely. You, the trees changing colour, yeah. the whole... Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It really was. And So let's cast back to, uh, to, to, that, uh, to that stage. Uh, Stelvio, it's mythical. Mm. There's something monumental about uh, the Stelvio. But at some point, three Aussies were leading on the Stelvio. Uh, did you have to pinch yourself to think three Aussie guys two from WA were actually leading in the snow in the Stelvio. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, look, I remember quite a number of years ago, uh, I think it was Matthew Lloyd, Cadell Evans. I'm trying to think who the other rider was. They had three jerseys. Australians had three jerseys at one point. So I'm presuming Cadell was, it might, it might have been Richie Port, in fact, yeah, yeah, leading yeah, the race. Yeah. Uh, Cadell was in one of the points classification jerseys and Matt Lloyd was in the King of the Mountains. So... But still, this is monumental in the fact that, as you said, three Aussies, Ben O'Connor, how good has he been? Third day in a row. He, in he the keeps, he, Benny boy, just I'm sure your manager's onto it. You, you keep adding another zero to your contract negotiations. <laughs> just remember that. But We've got a lot of comments on this. Yeah. <laughs> Rowan Dennis. Rowan Dennis as well to you, Rowie. And I'm sure you'll all agree watching. He was super. He, they looked. They both ride for trade teams, multi-million dollar trade teams, yeah. separate teams. And I'm talking about Jai and Rowan. They had to play their role. There's no looking after your Aussie mates here. No. Rowan was absolutely superb. He is he is more than a time trialist. He knows but, that. But to me, Rowan Dennis can one day, if he wants to be, he can be mm-hmm. a Grand Tour rider. But are we slowly discovering this? Because we know he's done Tour de Suisse. I think he finished second a couple of years well, ago. Well, I, I believed it two, three. Look, I believed it two, three years ago with Rowie. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if he wants to do that, yeah. to take on that sort of pressure and that it's a 12-month commitment. Yeah. You know, it's an absolutely real commitment, and, and he knows that. But, it, you know, that that's a side story. Let's just sort of focus on how good he was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. He, once he hit the front on the Stelvio, just one by one, they just picked him off, yeah. didn't they? He just dropped He dropped the best guys in the world. Well, Nibali, Almeida, they were all dropping like flies yeah. in the back. Yeah. Uh, only because... Ron Dennis was putting under pressure. And, and he led more or less the whole descent. Yeah. Led through the valley, drilled it to the base of the, the climb. And then and just away they went. Well, yeah. goodbye. But a uh, question from uh, our good friend Kuji uh, Fiskan, uh, given all the re- Aussie results uh, in the last couple of days, plus Caleb uh, being so powerful and so dominant on the sprint, uh, are we seeing a new era of Aussie cycling? Yeah. Well, I won't even say it's a question because I think that's a statement. Um, kudos. You're absolutely spot on. We're seeing a whole new generation, not just in the Australians. Yeah. We are seeing the shift. Nibley won't win another Grand Tour, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I've got my opinions on some of the other older statesmen. Yeah. We are seeing the next generation. They're here. They've arrived. They're winning. They're winning the Grand Tours. Pogacar, uh, we look at look at what's happening here. Look at Taylor Gagenhardt, how much he's stepped up in 12 months yeah. even. Mm-hmm. And remember, Geraint Thomas was their team leader. Tara Gagenhart could yeah. still win this race. Yeah. This is—it's been a phenomenal performance. And Enjoy. It's, it's super interesting to look at the podium right now. We'll dissect this a bit, yeah. uh, a bit later on. But uh, the three guys on the podium: Kelderman uh, is the oldest, twenty-nine. Uh, but Kelderman, Jai, uh, Hinley, and then uh, Theo. Te- te- uh, Fifteen seconds. Yeah. Fifteen seconds. That's all there is. Yeah, yeah. You made that point. Um, and and you know. Well, you said the point. Yeah, I'll steal the question. You said when was the last time? Yeah, exactly. Let alone the Giro, make it any Grand Tour. Three days to go, three guys at fifteen seconds. Yeah, this the, is, Giro, this is the Giro time. delivers. But what, what we we'll know is we should have a new winner. We should have someone that's never won a Grand Tour on on the actual uh, result sheet at the end. Of yeah, the that's true. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so twenty twenty has been a year of news and uh, oh, it's been, been delivering. Geez, I tell you what, we, we were like, <laughs> we were we were sort of. Um, we were clapping our hands, hugging each other, you know, at the start of August that we just had bike racing on. Yeah. We haven't just had bike racing, though. We've had an incredible compressed season that's given us so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's listen to uh, the director sportif from uh, Sunweb. That's uh, Luke Roberts. He will detail exactly what went on during that stage. It was an epic day today with the Stelvio and, the, you know, the race opened up really early on the climb. Um, Ineos has thrown everything at us. Uh, Jai's done a great ride there to, to, to follow Taylor to the line and, and pick up that stage win. Um, Wilco, a big fight to, to hold on to that, that time buffer he had and keep himself in pink or get it ride himself into pink. So, a yeah, good day for the boys. Really hard, really hard fight, but uh, yeah, they've, they've done well today. The Saturday stage has changed now. Um, not as difficult as it would be. Um, we have two, two cards to play up there now. Um, I think we're sitting in a, in a really good position. It looked like Wilco was really riding to the numbers to contain because he went up to nearly just over two minutes and then he came back down again. I mean, how, do you, how would you describe his ride today? Yeah, I mean, he knew that the pressure was coming on pretty, pretty heavy there from, from Rowan Dennis on the climb and knew it was still a long way to go on at high altitude, so resorted back to pacing on the climb. Um, then consequently was alone then on the valley. Um, leading across the next climb, kept pacing the last climb, did give up you know, quite some of that time buffer he had, but uh, you know, still rode himself into pink. Yeah, he, because he had 
probably one of the hardest jobs today because he was riding alone for such a lot of the time, whereas uh, Hindley and, and Theo Gagan Hart, they had each other who could actually help each other, although they didn't help each other as it yeah. turned out. Yeah, I mean, we, we'd spoken about that scenario. Should uh, should someone be stronger on the climb that, that uh, you know, if we need to follow, we try to put Jai in the wheel. Um, that Jai's done a great job today, just sit there, stay cool. Um, you know, it's a difficult situation. Um, we know there that uh, Wilco can lose time, but also we have to cover cover our bases at the front as well. Um, Ineos were pushing really hard, and uh, you know Wilco's done a great ride to to, to yeah. keep that time deficit low. And um, yeah, like I said, ridden himself into pink was a was a strong ride. That was uh, Luke Roberts, the director sportif from Sunweb. Yeah, he's a uh, Luke. He's a, a a really cool mind, really, and you can just see the way he speaks. Mm-hmm. He's a former pro, for those of you who don't know. He's a well-credentialed pro, rode the Tour de France yep. on some of the big teams. He's the right man to have and to be sort of giving instructions. And, you know, he, he's he's young enough that the guys will be receptive and listen to him. You know, mm-hmm. they know what 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 he's done. But the tactics that unfolded, is that is it? Do we get into that discussion? Well, yeah, exactly. Now? There's actually a comment here from uh, Pete Armstrong. Other the fact that he's loving uh, the podcast, uh, the info, the banter, and the accent as well. Thank you, uh, Pete. I, <laughs> it's I guess fake. He's, he's been living accent. here. He's been here for 35 years. <laughs> I guess it's my accent, not his accent. You're loving. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no. If go down into the, the, the comment and the, the point is, uh, can we talk about the, the fact that Jai had to follow the wheel pretty much all the way uh, to the end and, he, and his inverted comma behavior on that last time? What did you make of this? So, yeah, to, to, to give you the short answer first, right tactics by Sunweb. For me, it was they did exactly what they should do and did do and they played it well. Jai sitting on on that final climb, uh, he's just getting Tao back for about four or five days yeah. previously when Taya did the same to them. Not really. Absolutely, yeah. He got him back this. one. Um, and he actually said it, I think, in a post-race interview. He said, oh, well, if he had a pull to turn for me five days ago, he said, maybe I would have. Because you think that's what they were talking about on the – Taya was 100% yeah. saying, come on, mate, when are you going to work? No way, no way, 100% Jai did not need to work and no way should he have worked. So he followed team instructions, which was good. and. The other side of that, and I'll preempt maybe a question, maybe even might come from you, Christoph, is that should Jai have attacked on that final yeah. climb? No, I think he I think he made the right decision to follow. Gagenhart was going strong, let's be honest. He was riding strong. And remember, Rowan Dennis had done most of the work, mm-hmm. so he just wouldn't have been sure how well Teo was going. If he had have attacked, he's potentially exposing himself to a counterattack from Teo. Then he exposes himself to losing and more time. And he's red zone straight away. He's red zone, yeah, exactly. So Sunweb did everything right. Probably the other question is, and Kelderman said this, he thought Jai should have waited for him. It's a line ball decision. And you can argue, hindsight's a wonderful thing, you can argue that he should have waited now because Kelderman, you know, actually we're going to give Kelderman a lot of credit. Yeah, let's he talk wrote about a, him. Yeah. yeah, he wrote a brilliant race. And remind everyone, he was 25 seconds behind at the top of yeah. the Stelvio. So it wasn't like he was climbing bad. He was the fourth guy across the top mm. of, of the Chimacopi. Yeah. You know, the highest the highest pass in the Giro d'Italia. He lost all that time on the downhill and on the other side when you've got a motor like Rowan Dennis absolutely burying himself, yeah. emptying the tank. So there's so many things that unfolded. But at the end of the day, I think Sunweb did everything right. It was just a shame Calderman had no one else to work with him, mm. even not from his team, from another team. 
Uh, he might have saved 30 seconds, you know. Um, Do you know what was worrying is uh, when uh, Jai had to play with his jacket? Oh, that was you know, when he how was that ends off and then nearly hit the wall. Oh, yeah, uh, it nearly went over the cliff. <laughs> that was it was windy, yeah. it was windy. You could see, yeah. and the other thing, what people don't realize is it's freezing cold. They're not freezing at that point, but your arms and hands are not operating. Three degrees. It was yeah. three degrees on the top of the Stelvio. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time Jai saw three degrees from Perth? It's from Margaret River. Yeah, Matty hasn't seen <laughs> snow. That was the first time he's seen snow. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It's You're throwing all the elements at the end of three weeks. Look, they're, they're built to do this. They're professional athletes. But yeah, just trying to get that cape on. He never got it fully zipped up, I don't think. No, he, he didn't. Because on the descent, you yeah. could see it flapping. And actually, he, he took it off halfway through. At the bottom of the descent, and just went. Calderman was the same. Yeah. He got his zipped up, but having, he ditched it. Having said this, uh, the, the one that Jai was wearing was the white jersey uh, jacket, jacket. Not, not the team right. issued. So he could not find the zipper. It was not the same brand. Ah, it was a different... So there was a different brand. There was an issue. And you this. all know if you're cyclists, budding yeah. cyclists, you know your kit. Yeah, uh, you half, get yeah. used to it. <laughs> I know it's a it's a... Sounds like a really one percenter, but it is. Yeah, um, that, that was where the problem was. Yeah, uh, someone have you put a comment? I put it up. Like, what happened to the newspapers? You know, at some point you were stuffing newspapers. They still um, do it. They still do it. And actually, the Giro, well, Tour de France, of course, they they do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They didn't have them at the top. They ran out. Yeah, they ran out. Yeah, <laughs> ran out of papers. It's too <laughs> cold. Uh, let, let's have a look, let's have a look at uh, behind the scene. Uh, when they were toasting, and yeah. then we carry on on Sunweb yeah. as well. Uh, but that, that was uh, the toast, the celebration, shall we say? Yeah, celebration. Let's yeah. put it this way. Right. It's pretty tame. Let's have a look. Guys, we have something to celebrate. I think uh, yeah, we can be really proud of the team, how we rode today. And also, without you guys, uh, we couldn't have this. So, uh, thanks to you all, guys, to the staff, and also all the riders. And Enjoy this moment. So, thanks so much to everyone. I can't really uh, thank everyone enough. But yeah, it's really a team effort what went into today. And yeah, it's a, it's a special day with some special people, and yeah, a day I'll never forget. So, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Here we go. We had a few of those. Uh, Pretty late back. Yeah. Pretty late. Yeah, good day. Know, how was your celebration when you won that stage? Actually, nothing like that. Nothing like no. that? No. I got. I actually got pretty, I don't, can I say it? I got, yeah. I got pretty hammered. Yeah, you got pretty hammered. <laughs> well, I was like, might well, never be back here again. cheap Italian wine. Hey, it was nice to tell you mine. I had a couple of beers, a couple of wines, champagne. Uh, had yeah. a lot. Yeah, why not? Uh, Jay is in the white jersey. Like, yes. That's not, you know underestimate this as well. He was no. wearing the white jersey on load from Almeida no, because Almeida it. dropped. He's got it uh, and he's, you know, most likely to uh, to bring it to, uh, to the end. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. We hope he will. Uh, but how significant is the white jersey in a, in a, in a Grand Tour? Oh, it's, it's massive. It's huge and it's become more popular because of the young talent mm -hmm. and the way that the sport now we're seeing these young riders being world-class at a really young age. So the white jersey, it's almost as tough to win the white jersey as it is to win the yellow or the or the Magliarosa in this case, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Look at him. Although, it, although the winner are so young now that they actually claim they kind of yeah. Anyway. They, that's that's a, my my point. Yeah. yeah so to just, win it, he's just lucky. He's got 
well, his teammates 29. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but no, it's significant. Um, and if we talk about the uh, going forward in that race, uh, tonight it's pan flat. Yeah. Okay? It's flat, flat as tonight. But Saturday, we mentioned it yesterday in, in the podcast, the, the race has been changed. So what do you make of that change? If we would have had the Isoar and called the Aniello, yeah. uh, what would have changed in that, you know, battle between a... Sunweb leadership? Yeah. And what can we see on Sestria? Because it's a shock. If, yeah, uh... it's a massive change. And, and to clarify, in case you haven't kept up with it, it's because of the race, the stage was going into France and now they're no longer allowed to because of COVID restrictions between countries. So now they do three circuits of Sestria. Yeah. Nowhere near as tough. Colden Yallo would have been on the stage prior, very similar to Stelvio yeah. in height and in length. And then the Izuada, as you mentioned, and then up to Sestrier. Now they just do laps. Kelderman's a leader. First and foremost, what wouldn't have changed is that they protect Kelderman, the team. They're including Jai, protect Kelderman. No. No? No. Okay. Jai, Jai has to follow Tag Agenhart. That would have been the same if, they were doing the original stage mm -hmm. and it will be the same on this circuit race around Sestrier. He will have to follow. He cannot wait okay. for Kelderman because Jai's at 12 seconds. No matter what. No matter what. The, I would say no matter what. Okay. Yeah, I would say no matter what. They've got to rally the rest of the guys, the team, around mm -hmm. Kelderman, around Wilco. And Jai does not attack. He does not force the pace. He follows Tag Agenhart. I know it sounds a bit, you might say, it's boring. We want the Aussie to win. We want him to win too. But that's how he can actually win the Giro. That's how he can win it. He he has to unsettle Gagenhart. Look, he, sh he looked, he proved that he was mm -hmm. as strong as Gagenhart. I think overnight, and he won the stage. Of course, he had a pretty armchair ride, didn't he, to the finish? Yeah. But he deserved it. Jai deserved it because he he's been doing a lot of work, and all they can do is hope that Calderman can hang tough. So. In in that in that circumstances, Kelderman has done a lot of work yesterday to stay alive in Vetitkoma in yep. the Stelvio, stay alive in the stage and claim pink. He worked on his own because he of course he did, Jai was he a, did 30, 40 kilometers on his own. On Kelderman. the Stelvio? Yeah. Uh, how much will he pay for that? Not today, because tonight is a flat stage, as I say, but Saturday on that big stage, how much can they bank on the fact that Kelderman he might that is the million dollar question. Okay. You can we can speculate all we want, and I could give you a you know my opinion, but yeah. really none of us know. Tell us what no you think. Knows. Tell us what you think. Uh, yeah, and I'm not trying to sit on the fence. I'm just I, I hate giving an opinion for the sake of giving one. Yeah. We you know it's really we will we won't know will we until uh, I hit the slopes of Sestria. This is what's at stake. This is where it will pan out. Yeah, and what I can tell you is looking at that new course up Sestria. Ineos Grenadiers, if they do not put the gas on the first time up Sestria, they are crazy. Like, if they want to win this race, they need to make it as hard as possible. Rowan Dennis, he'll be one of the main main protagonists to do that. And there'll be a couple – they'll use every man they've got and they will try and offload Kelderman early because if they wait for the second or oh, yeah. last time, yeah, it's it's not long enough, Sestria. Yeah. It's, a, it's a hard enough climb three times. I think it's hard enough, maybe. Yeah. But Kelderman was good. I mean, like we said, he lost 25 seconds mm -hmm. to the top of the Selvio. And remember, he will time trial. Better. He should ride better in the individual time trial on the final stage than both Jai 
you would think, and Tara Geigenhardt. Yeah, there's a, there's a good question as well from, uh, from Jennifer. Can Almeida get back on the podium from two minutes down? I think the answer no. is clearly no. No, yeah, no gonna I don't tough, think so. He, he's... And also mentally, like he's passed it. Yeah, he's lost, it, he's yeah. Lost the pink. I'm not sure. If he, he was 30 seconds behind yeah. now, I'd give him a chance because of his time trialing is quite good, but I, he's lost too much time. Anybody? Anybody back on the podium or not? No. No, he, he's what's he four minutes? Yes. Yeah, no, no chance, no chance. Uh, but Almeida, on the other hand, just to touch on Almeida, you know what? It doesn't matter. He it's has amazing. been brilliant. Let's celebrate this young Portuguese rider. He's an he's the future of Portuguese cycling. He's pretty much match what uh, Alaphilippe did at the tour 14 days, 15 yeah, exactly. days, and yeah. now he's dropped to fifth. And Alaphilippe yeah. finished fifth in the tour. He's pretty I, much matched it. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he can handle. Uh, sorry, finish, hold his position now, yeah. fifth or sixth, because he deserves that. Uh, and the team, you know, they've put up, they put, they threw everything into yeah. him, and, and so good on him. Uh, to finish on, on the Giro, um, Sunweb, honestly, the year Sunweb is having is incredible. They're the best team, aren't they? Well, I don't know if they are, but they, statistically, they should be. Uh, they've, they won a monument, they won three stages at a tour. Uh, one here, the claim pink. They Did they win, win a monument? The Did they win a monument? What is it Liège, Bastogne? No, not Liège. No, uh, flesh. Flesh, flesh, flesh. Not quite a monument. Okay, Close. A semi monument. They won it. They won okay. it. Well, Urshi, Urshi, anyways. Urshi, stage win at the tour. They had yeah. two others with uh, Kra Anderson. Yeah, one here. One, one here. here. Giro. One. They could potentially hide down the actual victory in the in the Grand Tour. Not bad. No, and, and <laughs> all in three months. It's <laughs> not bad, is it? Three can months we, work. Can we say they've been dominating a little bit? They, uh, you'd, you'd have to say on a consistency basis, they are the team of the yeah. year, I would think. Okay, looking at the, the stage that we have uh, tonight. Uh, like Oof, I said, it's, there's uh, a lot to digest. Yes. Uh, tonight is pretty flat, uh, so that's going to go very fast. Anyone else that Demar can win this? Come on. And he's look, you're right. You're, <laughs> you're spot on. Demar and Sagan. Yeah, surely. And, and, I mean, who else can challenge? I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but... But how do you see this pan out? Is it going to go to a bunch sprint at the end? Breakaway? Uh, wind? Yeah. I what doubt whether there'll be too much wind. Up up the north part of, yeah. of the country, there isn't generally too much. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it'll be... Unless the weather goes absolutely putrid. Sure, yeah. I and I'll confess, I haven't looked at the forecast uh, for tonight's stage, but... I think it'll be a big long breakaway. Guys, an hour down, forty minutes down. Okay. Potentially go away and win the stage. So that's the only reason Demar won't win. Yeah. Okay. The team, you know, they're on their hands and knees. A lot of riders and a lot of teams. So to Demar to say to his team, two hundred and fifty-eight kilometers yeah. on the front, boys. It's a yeah, big, big but, ask. Isn't but it? there's a ride into history for Demar. Could be the fifth win in the Giro. Mm. I'm not sure that's ever been done by a French rider uh, in the Giro. That would so, be huge. I think that would yeah, be, be huge. huge. So, I don't. There's a lot to take on. This is where I think the the stage is interesting tonight. For that matter, if he's made a, he's made a pretty big. Um, and I know this. He didn't. It would not. I don't think this would have been in the back of his head. But he's made a massive statement that he should have been at the tour. Yeah, Demar. Yeah, I know hindsight again is a wonderful thing. But he should have been at the and tour. And that's exactly what Kino said. Mm. Uh, I mean, in the end, he would not have helped that much. Pino. So we know Pino was not in shape. Yeah. But at least FDJ Grupama could have walked out with. You know what? Yes and no, because he, he would have uh, caused problem to Caleb. We didn't really want this. No, that's you know? true. <laughs> so, we're happy probably he wasn't. Uh, Caleb, Caleb is You're, you're happy? Where I, do you sit? Where do you sit with this? Uh, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> off mic what I think about uh, <laughs> the situation. <laughs> no, you like Caleb. I know you like Caleb. I, I really yeah. like Caleb. Yeah. Caleb who, me, can, who doesn't? Who exactly. doesn't like him? Uh, I think that's pretty much it for the, the Jeez, Giro. Yeah, I think it's you're still, right. I think we're, I'm looking at the notes. Uh, Let's oof. talk Vuelta. 
Yes, Ben. Another Spanish. another grand tour on. <laughs> and this one is, uh, of course, live on SBS tonight. Uh, the broadcast starts at midnight. We'll talk about this in a sec. Uh, but it's Spanish style. Sorry. It's Spanish style, yeah. isn't it? Midnight. <laughs> so have dinner at 10. Have your pre-dinner drinks at 10. Have a sit-down meal at 11. Dessert, dessert yeah. as the stage kicks on. <laughs> Easy. Uh, Dan Martin. He won the stage. You like that, Martin? I, I really. Yeah. I love him. I think he's. I love him because well, he's a great rider, one, but more so. And you've seen him post stages at the Tour de France oh, yeah, and yeah. off the bike. Yeah. He and, he and is on many occasions. He's just brilliant. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's, it's actually hitting us in the face. He's yeah. real. He's Irish. He's Irish. <laughs> the Irish. They're all. They're all just bloody nice but people. I, I know we repeat ourselves. We said this before on previous podcasts, but I always remember Dan Martin the day uh, Richie crashed in the yes. Ass. And Dan Martin, you and I went to interview uh, to interview him, and he was covered in blood. Yeah, and pretty much said, "Okay, uh, give us a second, guys." And then sat on the on the rollers and go, "Come on!" And he, and he oh. did like thirty minutes interview on Richie's crash, which yeah. wasn't even his crash. Well, Rich, covered in Rich, blood. Richie <laughs> took him out, actually. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never, of all my years covering the tour, actually covering any race, I've never seen a guy hit the deck so hard yeah. on descent. Get to the finish and then literally spend twenty minutes taking interview questions. Yeah, incredible on the rollers. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. That's that's the sort of guy Dan Martin is. Absolutely. Let's yeah. listen to uh, to him. He's a really fair guy, and that's a that's a great interview from him. That Martin after his win in the Vuelta last night. Yeah, I just I'm I'm just trying to play a waiting game for the GC and just enjoy enjoy every day. And today I was obviously in that in that green jersey that uh, maybe I stole from from Sam Bennett. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it was nice to uh, I just wanted to enjoy every day of this race, you know, and today the team was in, incredible, you know, we, they really, really stepped up and I mean, you saw the protection I had all day and we were nervous with the wind, with the cold, with the rain and, but I just stayed concentrated and I didn't even know I'd won. I, I thought somebody had attacked and somebody was away, you know, I couldn't see anybody, but I just wanted to go to the finish line and, and be sure, you know, and I've come so, I've come so close to a lot of times this year, I've had a lot of thirds, some seconds, fifths, like so many times, and I just really wanted to win a race for this team because the sponsors have been so good to us. They've been good to me personally because they gave me a chance again this year after after a bad year last year, and uh, the support sponsors gave us during the during the lockdown. Like, no salary cuts, nothing, and they supported us, and we all came out into these first races really motivated, and. Yeah, unfortunately, with my injury at the Tour de France, I couldn't uh, I couldn't get a stage victory. So yeah, it's, this is uh, this is a really important victory for uh, to say thank you, and also um, yeah for my wife because she's uh, she puts up with a lot, you know. And I haven't been home a lot lately. The last few months has been uh, obviously a lot of racing, training, and. It's the first time I've won a race since uh, since my daughters are born, so it's really really special special time, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be on the top step again. A bit chatty. I mean, the question from the reporter was, "How are you?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and now I hate him because he didn't even know he'd won. Exactly, that's just like rubbing it in. Don't don't you wish you'd won a stage of a Grand Tour, not knowing you'd won it? Like jeepers! No, he he, he is a ripper. Absolutely. And you know, a couple of interesting little points out of that. Israel, yeah, second Grand Tour stage win for them. They're ramping up. Alex Dowsett, you know, remember, yeah. uh, in the Giro d'Italia quite early on when it was nice and hot down south. They're ramping up. And the fact that he just said through COVID, they didn't cut their wages yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, there was quite a few teams that did that. Yeah. Did that. Yeah. 
this is a team that's going to be around for quite yeah. a few years. And we know what's coming up next year. Yeah. Uh, with Chris Room going to, to yeah. the team. And, and, you know, we might look at the performance from Chris Room this year uh, on the Vuelta and not, you know, take notice of it. But uh, the focus is on next year for yeah. him and rebuilding himself for that team. And Dan Martin, by the way, he's 34. Yeah. He's won Liège, based on Liège. Mm-hmm. Was he fifth at the Tour de France? He is a tough customer. He's just five seconds off the lead of Roglic. Yeah. He will... He seems to have bad luck, Dan Martin. So, touch wood, I don't want him to have any. He will fight this tooth and nail all the way, yeah. all the way to Madrid. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, someone that wasn't so lucky yesterday is Esteban Chavez. Yes, he was. Yep. Well, he, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't lucky. Yeah, he wasn't lucky. <laughs> and he's got good legs. He, he, he's riding really well, as we've seen the first few days. Two bike changes. He had Well, first, he had a puncher right at the worst time, right near the end of the stage, I think inside the last five kilometres. He had to change bikes. I think it was with Zgabu Gramey, who's like, you know, five foot ten, six foot. Yeah. Esteban's five <laughs> foot four. So he had no other option but to get on a bike, had to change back. So he's lost some time, yeah. a minute 30 or something. Let's listen to uh, Esteban Chavez. I just puncture and we have uh, this wheel so we can take the, the wheel for another teammate. So I took the bike from Zgabu, pretty high one and... In that moment, it's unbelievable because everyone is losing the wheel. The car is really back, back, back behind. So I need to wait with the Scabu bike till they gave me my my bike and try to do the best to the finish line. You need to stay calm. Don't panic. We have a really good director here, Julian Dean, which is the radio. Keep me calm because if you go to panic and yeah. One minute with two bike change and four kilometers to the finish line was was not bad. So we need to keep the good sensations in mind and it's a lot way to to the finish of the race. And that was Esteban Chavez. What do you think are his targets for that Vuelta? Where does he... Oh, GC. GC? Yeah, I think so. Win I think... or podium? Well, your, your, your ultimate dream is yeah. the win, isn't it? Podium... Podium's the, the one you, you sort of focus on. That's a little glitch. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the end of the world. And you can tell the way he speaks. I mean, we all know he's the we call him the smiling assassin, the uh, Colombian kangaroo. He he's a happy, genuinely a happy guy. And you can see there, he's like, roll with the punches. And we yeah. talked about it two days ago. Maturity. Yeah, absolutely. He's showing just more signs. And not that he wasn't prior, he's just showing that he's got experience. Mm-hmm. You just got to roll with the punches. He could make back two minutes in two days' time, just, you know, at some point. Mm-hmm. So he, he's still in a good position. Um, yeah, that, that's just a little glitch. Someone that is pretty consistent is uh, Primoz Roglic. In any point, in any way. Well, he's not like, bad, is he? Well, he's, he's, he's leading the, the race, uh, but, you know. Let's defending champ. Him. Defending champ. Defending so, champion. Yeah. And he's got, he's got a lot to lose on this, on this, uh, on this Vuelta. And probably not going to lose it. He's looking very solid. Uh, let's have a listen to uh, Primoz Roglic. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, four. It was, uh, again, not a really easy day. Quite uh, some wind again uh, and, uh, yeah, rain and uh, hard climb. So, uh, yeah, the team did again, again a great job. So, uh, happy uh, uh, I was close. Uh, so, uh, still a nice day for us. Yeah. I'm just going to say something. Just yeah. stick with me on this one. Stick with me. That's not him. Is it? It's conspiracy no. theory. 
the mask is wasn't the, the mask wasn't moving right <laughs> now listen go back everyone listen to all the interviews we've done that we've had with him from the tour from here it's the same interview. It's the same answer. And they know they know I'm onto them. They've put a beanie on him this time. The mask well, is right up here. I was going to say, you know, it's called the Vuelta when the Slovenian is wearing a hoodie hat. <laughs> oh, no. you know? It's cold. That it's is, actually that cold. That is one of the points. It's wet and yeah. cold. Uh, that's not what we expect. And I'm joking. Vuelta. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see the comments. <laughs> slamming me. Uh, a wet and and, uh, and cold this Vuelta. Is, this is, yeah, just to look, you know, we won't. Talk about the stages so much ahead. It's not going to get better. The weather is no. Not going to get it's going. It's we've already seen crosswinds, yeah, and we've seen rain and cold. So this is a welter like no other. Normally, the, the the well, the last three editions that I've been on the ground for forty plus degrees, especially down south. Up north, it does actually get cooler, mm-hmm. but up north it will be freezing, and down south it actually won't be that hot. So this is going to be a, a really different welter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then remember that they uh, also removed the tourmalet uh, from uh, from the, yes. uh, the some of the stage uh, because of the, the COVID crisis as well. So in a way, it's you know we've got the Giro that is just finishing, the Vuelta that is on the way all around France. Uh, we are very lucky to still have some some riding going on because yeah. Spain is not looking great. No, either. yeah. Uh, Let's be honest. We we're all questioning. Yeah. Not whether it should go ahead, whether it would. Yeah. Um, what they decide finish. is their decision, and it, basically, it's the governments, national uh, governments, that have decided, yep. not the race. Uh, but it's no Orbisk either on that day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No Orbisk, no uh, no Tourmalet. Yeah. So this is one of the, which is a bit. I feel a bit sorry for the two races because yeah. we we're losing Isoar and Coldaniello and then Orbisk and Tourmalet. I mean, remove this from the start. You go, you know what? What? Yeah. They, they, they're pretty big climbs. On the name, just the history of that. Yeah, you feel for them, but you know what? The organisers, respective organisers, RCS and of course ASO, and the, they've got a huge Spanish contingent of workforce. Yeah, they will be just happy that they've still got a race yeah. on. I, yeah, I think yeah, that's big time fair, isn't Absolutely. it? It's um, let's it's have a look at uh, the stage that is happening tonight on SBS uh, starts broadcast at midnight. Uh, this is the stage coming up tonight. Uh, okay. Stage four. What can we uh, expect from uh, this? stage tonight well i don't think well it's going to be a day you would think for the sprinters mm-hmm. they've had a, they've had a brutal start oh, yeah. Love Walter. <laughs> like it's mountaintop finishes you know in the first three days so it's been a and tough and wind and, and uh rain so it's been a really tough start i expect it to actually settle down a bit now and you'll see the sprinters teams they don't generally take a lot of big sprinters to the Walter because it's so mountainous yeah. mm-hmm. um so I think it might be a bit more of a calmer stage. Okay. I'm expecting. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other news before we uh, conclude this podcast? There's not a lot, but there's a couple of little snippets. Uh, Sepp Van Mark, Belgian classic specialist, talking about Israel. He has just signed a contract. He goes across there. So they are not only bolstering their GC, they're bolstering their classics. Yeah. They, are, they are spending well, up three-year deal, by the way. And I still have this theory that uh, we don't know where Kundekort is going, uh, but I'm smelling one that is going to... Uh... If, you, if you're on this, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and I know nothing. I no, know we, nothing. we know nothing. But 100% just, we know nothing. speculating, going, you know what, it could actually be a quite nice fit in that outfit. Yeah, and just to back up Kun, in case, you know, he's like, hang on. He, when, when I interviewed him a few days ago, before I pressed record, I said, are you racing next year? He's not getting any younger, Con. Yeah. And I said, I just don't want to put my foot in it. And he said, uh, yes, I am. 
and it'll be announced soon. I said, all right. I said, you don't need to tell me. And he said, no, nah, it'll be announced in the next couple of weeks. Yep. So we so, don't know. We don't know. But I like your theory. We'll I see. like your theory. Anything else? I've got one other thing. And if you don't mind, I've just got to hold my phone up here. Cyclist Alliance, the yes. Women's Cyclist League, who basically act on behalf of the Women's Peloton. They have released a number of tweets overnight. And I just think it's interesting. And they've looked at a number of key issues from this COVID-20 mm-hmm. year. They've done a lot of um, surveys with the women, which the men don't do this, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. The men's okay. thing don't do it. 30% of the women's riders had no team doctor or access to a doctor during races, despite the protocols outlining many procedures. That's right? Not, yeah. That's pretty bad. <laughs> There's another one. 25% of riders had to arrange their own COVID-19 PCR tests and nearly 10% had to pay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's... Look, there's a number of things, but again, I think we need to, we're going to stand with them. Absolutely. Uh, not just the women and the men, both, but they've got some challenges mm-hmm. ahead, but the Cyclist Alliance, I think, are doing a fantastic job, so keep it up. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure. We've got a big few days ahead. Absolutely. A big weekend it's ahead. It's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be good. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Stay tuned. Uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central. or log rides with our friends at Zwift. Next episode, same place, same time, tomorrow. 4 p.m. Until then, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial.